Hello and welcome back to the Small Introvert Den. I am your podcaster Salian, and in today's podcast of Did You Believe? Of course, we're still in season four, and I still have about three or four more things to say in this season before I start the new year. Now, happy holidays for everyone. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas time. I wish I knew the song, but I don't. <clears throat> I'm Muslim. What are you gonna expect? Anyway, in today's podcast, and I think you know from the title, which is 10 Atheists Who Have Changed the World. Now, I have a list of 10 people who have changed the world drastically. I will be trying to make it as short as I can because the last time that I did it, I almost exceeded an hour. <clears throat> Me being talkative, of course. Now, I would have also another episode talking about atheism, but I don't need about atheism. I need about atheist. Now, atheism and atheist, well, it's kind of the same thing. But atheism and agnostics, agnostics, is kind of the same thing, also nihilism and also realism. Yes, there are people who are realists. I am a realist. I am someone who is not an atheist. I do have a faith, but my faith is very faint. Ooh, pun on the pun. Yeesh. Sorry, guys. <clears throat> well, it is true. And these atheists... These 10 people are not exactly famous for their beliefs. They're famous for something that they have done. And it's people that I actually adore. Anyway, starting with number 10, Sigmund Freud. Now, who doesn't know Sigmund Freud? If you don't know him from the psychiatry, from being one of the father founders of the modern psychiatry, or the creator or the co-creator of psychoanalysis that he created through psycho through dialogue and yeah now you would also know him by there is a movie that has been made to depict things that he does that he did in his life and it's called Dangerous Method. It was uh, launched, I think, in 2012. I don't remember. I know it's called Natalie Portman, but I don't know her co-star, which is the person who played Sigmund Freud, actually. I don't remember. I think it's it's a British... It's the British actor who actually played with uh, Robert Downey Jr. in uh, Sherlock Holmes, who played Watson. So, yeah. I really... Don't remember his name. Whoops. Sorry, Mr. Mr. Gi. The mystery. Sorry. Now, of course, Sigmund Freud had a very atheistic way to see the world, to see religion in particular. And that is because he believed, his belief was, there is no beyond from what he could observe. And that included God, an afterlife, a hell, a heaven, demons, angels, everything. 
and he said that in it would be very nice if there were a god who created the world and was a benevolent providence and if there were a moral order in the universe and an afterlife but it is a very striking fact that all this is exactly as we are bound to wish it to be all now and like i said and also i'm quoting from the movie itself well not quoting summarizing for most of you freud was much more interested in studying and analyzing the mind of the human and especially homosexuality uh virginity the sexual desire, the human desire, the women's desire for, to be reproduced, to have sex and all of that. And sex in general, actually, it is, it depicts it everything. So that is actually something that I really, really loved about this movie. I mean, I've watched this movie when I was about, what, 16? Yeah, about 16. So, yeah. So, number nine, fact number nine. It is one of the people who left us too early this world, Stephen Hawking. Now, Stephen Hawking is one of the most brilliant physicists who ever lived, and his work stands on par with that of Einstein, who was also who is actually also on this list. Wrote, uh, Hawking wrote about his beliefs on a number of occasions, but he couldn't be ever clearer in his work. The grand design in which he wrote because there is a law such as gravity the universe can and will create itself from nothing spontaneous creation is the reason that there is something rather than nothing rather than nothing why the universe exist why we exist he further wrote that science can explain the universe and that we don't need God to explain why there is something rather than nothing and why the laws of nature are what they are. Now, I agree with him, but at the same time, I do not agree in one point, as at least as a Muslim, is that his idea to be... Um, his idea that he's saying that we do not need God to explain all of that. It's kind of absurd because not everyone has a brain to process things. I mean, we all do, but not a lot of us have the IQ or the understanding or the process or the complex, the, the complex ideology that he thinks that he has or men of science have and if I have to say this and I know I'm gonna sound harsh or probably or probably ignorant or probably things like that I'm not I swear to God I'm not but having a faith in a God and explaining scientific scientific facts or science or laws through it through a faith is much more understandable to people than science because people fear 
things complex. People would trust an entity such as God, such as Buddha, such as uh, Jesus, such as um, Moses, Abraham, Muhammad. And I might sound like I'm an atheist right now, but I'm not actually. I'm a person who believes in all. I'm a believer, but my faith, me personally, has been shattering bit by bit every single day. And that is not because of Islam. No, that is because of people. Because the humanity has been lacking every single day. And yeah. Now, in terms of his contribution to the world of science itself, he was the first to set out a possible theory to create a union of the general theory of relativity, which is of uh, Isaac Newton and Einstein, and quantum mechanics. And he spent his life working to find the grand unified theory, though it remained unproven during his lifetime. He became a commercial success with his book A Brief History of Time, on which I've read about a bazillion times. Whoops. And it helped to explain the complex nature of the universe to a wider audience. He made it possible for less learned people to understand otherwise complicated mathematic and scientific theories related to physics and quantum mechanics, bringing science to the masses. Fact number eight, Hipasia. Though she may not be a household name, though most people do not even know who she is, Hippasia of Alexandria was, early, was an early developer of philosophy, astronomy, and mathematics who lived in Alexandria, Egypt, between 350, 370, and 415 AD. She was a teacher of astronomy and philosophy, and she holds the distinction from being the first female mathematician who was recorded in any significant way. She was highly respected throughout much of her time, but she wasn't herself a Christian. She taught several Christian students and went on advice Orestes, the Roman prefect of her city. Eventually, she was caught up in a series of rumors which accused her of preventing the prefect from reconciling with the Bishop of Alexandria. This led Peter the Lector to gather a mob of Christians to murder her in 1400 in not 1400 in 415 AD that killing shocked the empire she was instantly transformed into a martyr for philosophy and has stood as such since her death more than 1600 years ago Hypatia has become a symbol of women's rights and her work helped establish the feminist movement in the late 20th century I don't know, guys. I think I will make another episode about feminism in uh, in next year, inshallah. Yeah. Fact number seven, Andrei Sakharov. Now, Andrei Sakharov was a nuclear scientist in the Soviet Union who was one of the men chiefly responsible for the development of the hydrogen bomb in his country. While that may not seem a thing to celebrate, the latter 
half of the 20th century was directly influenced by the establishment of a nuclear-armed USSR. There's no denying the influence of the weapon had on the world, and still, Sakharov could have been remembered for his work in nuclear weapons technology. But he's better recognized as a recipient of the Nobel Peace Prize and for his work on human rights. Yes, human rights, you're, you're hearing me right. Sakharov received the award in 1975 for his work advocating civil liberties and reforms in the Soviet Union. He was garnered a great deal of state persecution and he was an outspoken critic of the USSR and one of the nation's most courageous critics. He spent the better part of his life working for a global denuclearization and to further human rights and freedoms, which was recognized by the creation of the Sakharov Prize, an award given out annually by the European Parliament for people and organizations dedicated to the principles of Sakharov work to achieve. Oh, that's sweet. Okay, fact number six to the second woman in the list. Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand was a rationalist, which in understanding of society, regards of religion, could be best described as an antagonist. Rand opposed both the idea of communism, which is typically atheistic in implementation, as well as the idea of religion, she wasn't unclear about the subject either. Having said the following in regards of her thoughts on God, actually, if I can uh, sum up my attitude to the question of God, it's this. From all I can gather, the definition of God is that which the human mind cannot grasp, being rationalist, literal-minded, Sorry. And believing that it is a moral obligation to mean what you say, I take the person who made the above definition at their word. I agree and obey them. I do not grasp it. That's what she said. Okay, why am I doing the office reference in the middle of an episode? <sighs> Rand's work, specifically her novels, Atlas, Shrugged, and The Fountainhead, have helped preserve her ideologies and the objectivistic movement. The object, uh, I still, the objectivism, I guess, in French, because it's objectivist. Yeah, objectivist. There you go. The objectivistic. <laughs> ah, damn it! I got the damn tongue twister. <laughs> Why do I sound like a redneck right now? God damn it! Uh, which continues to this day, she was a strong advocate for the reason, oh, for reason, oh boy, which she considered to be the only means to acquiring knowledge. Her work has been embraced across multiple political ideologies, including libertarians and American conservatives, who have established themselves well in the United States government, where... They promote her ideas on capitalism and individual rights. Ah, the thief. Ah, shiz. Fact number five, Thomas Edison. The thief that I call. Yeah, he's a thief. Now, Thomas Edison is the most 
prolific inventors of his time, he is very well known to being the father of the modern incandescent bulb. Uh, false. Halt. It's actually Nikolai Tesla. But the blueprint of this thing, of the incandescent bulb, was signed by Thomas Edison, who stole it from him. Just a quick fact note. He is, though, known for the phonograph and the motion picture camera. That is actually true. And many more incredible inventions that are still in use today. Throughout his life, he acquired about 1,093 patents, and he became a wealthy and powerful businessman in New Jersey, where he was known as the Wizard of Menlo Park. Edison was a rationalist, though, and a very antagonist toward religion. Edison once said, so far as religion is concerned, it's damned fake. Religion is all bunk, and he also suggested that all religions were created by men, and that all Bibles are man-made. These were not the words of a man struggling to identify his faith. He was certainly not a traditional believer, at least where any established religion was concerned. That being said, he could have a personal belief in some form of supernatural deity or another. I don't know. I don't care. For me, he's a thief. But he clearly had no time for others' belief in a personal God and or afterlife. If he were to be labeled as anything, he might be better described as a pantheist, which is a belief that equates all of reality with divinity. Fact number four to my best, best and favorite person in the whole wide world, and who I actually wish if I had a dinner with a historical person, because I did post a poll on Instagram, for those of you who don't know, it is the small introvert den, you can follow me, I don't mind, or you can listen, I don't really care, it's Albert Einstein, now Albert Einstein beliefs have been a subject of debate, uh, which leads to many to refer to his own words on the subject, which there are few. <laughs> Now, he declared himself as an agnostic and specifically said in an interview in 1929, I'm not an atheist. He also said that he didn't believe in life after death and once claiming that one life is enough for me. In terms of how Albert Einstein changed the world, well, uh, there's a lot. There's literally a lot. Uh, but he is the most famous for his equation on theory of relativity and the explanation of mass energy equivalence that is e equals mc square now his theories on relativity have been tested and proven time and time and time again and they make it possible to predict gravitational interaction and that seems like it's above your pay grade well it is <clears throat> it's not it may be here it's written it's maybe no it, it is and it's especially useful to determine how to navigate in spaceflight and learn how stars and planets are formed and die, and pretty much anything to do with space, time, or gravity. His work in physics were a paramount in accelerating, accelerating technological developments throughout the 20th century. Now, he also postulated the possibility of creating an atomic bomb, which described in the letter to the 8th... 
to then-President Franklin D. Roosevelt, Einstein and Leo Tillard, a German-American physicist, warned the president that Germany could be developing the bomb in 1939 and suggested to the U.S. to beat them to it, which they did. And fact number three to the woman, to another woman in this list. Yes, I know. I know. I'm putting a lot of women in this list. What can you do? It's Rosalind Franklin. Now, Rosalind Franklin is an, actually an English chemist who's known as understanding the molecular structures of DNA, RNR, RNA, RNR, what the heck, RNA, coal, graphite, and viruses helped change the world of medicine and the biological science. Now, Franklin was one of the key figures responsible for understanding the nature of DNA. But she passed away in 19, 1958 with no recognition on that subject, which was instrumental in James and Jane Watson and Francis Kirk discovery of the DNA double helix. That discovery earned them a Nobel Prize in Physiology and Medicine in 1962, though she passed away. Watson suggested at the time that Franklin should have likewise to be recognized by the Nobel Committee for her work in chemistry. Kirk also recognized her work as it compromised the data he and Watson used to discover the structure of DNA. Though it was stolen from her and used without her knowledge, why she wasn't recognized for her contribution when she was alive, she had received a widespread of posthumous recognition by the scientific community. In her beliefs, though, in the terms of her beliefs, she once wrote, I do not accept your definition of faith, i.e. belief in life of after death. In my view, all that is necessary for faith is the belief that by doing our best, we shall come nearer to success and that success in our aim improvement of a lot of mankind present and future is worth attaining oh oh boy i'm losing my breath where's the damn bottle oh boy yes i'm looking for my water bottle hey i gotta stay hydrated wow ah, fact number two and we're almost done oh wow karl marx now for those of you who don't know karl marx who is oh I think you should read uh, Capital. I think it's called The Capital. Yeah. That is a book that he made. Uh, I think it was in the early 1980s. I don't know. I think it's in 80s, 40s. I don't know. Now, unfortunately, Karl Marx is very much known for his writings, like I said, like the capital. And he is also the one who established the modern concept of communism, socialism, historical materialism, and Marxism. Now, Marx was a philosopher, and he's, his work was much more uh, focused on the social structures, opposed the idea of religion and the existence of social classes. He argued that a society without social classes would enable all men to be free. Now, that didn't really work, and, I mean, we can just check the USSR, <coughs> uh, Libya, 
Germany, East Germany to be particular, uh, Czechoslovakia, Romania, uh, uh, what else? Ukraine, uh, uh, China. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, there is a lot of examples, whether from history or from real life, actually, that they still work with his... Uh, Thing. Now, unfortunately, he, as a person, he didn't survive, or should I say, he didn't live long enough to see the fruit of his writings, and he wasn't a vote atheist, he didn't, he, not only he didn't believe in gods, he actually opposed worship of them, completely, and he said that man is dominated by the product of his own head. Yes, he is dominated in capitalistic production by the product of his own hands. Now, to Marx, religion was dangerous to society as capitalism, referring to abandon materialism and superstition for a more tangible human experience. His work influenced that of Lenin, Stalin, Mao, and, uh, well, like I mentioned, some of the names of the countries. You can just check. While that's not necessarily a good thing, uh, he had a long-lasting impact on the human condition and it is one of the most influential socialist thinkers of the 19th century. Now we are number one, and it is Alan Turing. Now, Alan Turing, I didn't know him before this. Like, before this research, I didn't know him. And it seems that he is actually the founder and the father of computer science and AI, aka artificial intelligence. If you are reading this now, or should I say, if you are listening to this on your phone, on radio, well, not on radio, it would be on Tesla's, um, Tesla's, um, how to say this, be out of Tesla um, technology. Nikolai Tesla, while if you are listening to this on a computer or on the phone, like I said, uh, you should thank him because he is, he was the instrumental genius that created a logic device capable of breaking the Enigma machines used by Germany during the Second World War. And that breakthrough established a pathway that led to the development of the first true computer. Now, Turing's contributions cannot be overstated, as he was one of the most significant contributors of the Allied war victory, as well as the computer science. Now, unfortunately, he continued his work, but he was also exposed as being a homosexual, which at that time... In the 1930s, he uh, it was a crime in England, and he chose to be chemically castrated to avoid jail time, but that ultimately led to depression and his suicide. Since his death, he has been widely recognized for his efforts and helped to create the concept of computer science and the modern world which we live in. In terms of his beliefs, Turing renounced his faith in 1930 after his friend, 
or should I say boyfriend, Christopher Markham died suddenly from a bovine process. Hmm. That is kind of sad, to be honest. But, hey. <sighs> and me. Well, that's all for today's podcast. And for me now, what I'm going to do is, well, probably binge watch Rick and Morty again for the fifth time in two months. <laughs> I hope that I'll see you next time. Bye, guys. And also, hey, quick note. Keep coming back. I would love to see you around. Well, hear you around. And also, don't forget to follow our my Instagram page, which is the Small Intruder Den. You can just type the name; it would come out. The same logo here. Um, I hope that you have a wonderful day, night, dusk, twilight, sunset, sunrise, wherever you are. And I'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. <laughs>